tell me your prompts again. So, so just just the premise of what you're gonna prompt, because I had a comment on that. All right. So, with what's going on so in the, your head? So the prompts are you are showing up to this new city, right? Your brand new. Well, guy. so you're throwing me three prompts. I'm throwing. And three what prompts. you told me literally off camera was, it's either gonna decide if the fate of the world. It's gonna decide the fate of the world. You either create an evil genius, right? Mm -hmm. Or you convince the evil genius to basically be like, nah, I can use you more effectively than you think you can use yourself. Because here's here's your scenario. Your but let me just say this. You have this like a beautiful fascination with world saving. Yeah, because I just and, want the world to not be on fire. And, and I get that, but it's just funny because you have the you have the perspective of like, you know, live long enough to see myself become the villain. Yeah. Or <laughs> you know what I mean? No, or yeah. die a hero. <laughs> right. No, like I approach every day like this. I have two thoughts every day. The first thought is how can I be better so that way I can become like the next Steve Jobs and actually use that power for good? Or which one of these cops are going to arrest me and frame me for murder and then turn me into the person that just wants to destroy the world? Those are my, that's my mentality. And then I approach my day. <laughs> no, like, that's, okay, like, hear me out, right? I've been, I'm not, I'm, I'm a regular guy. I'm probably if I'm being if I'm being generous, I'm below average. <laughs> if I'm being generous, I'm below average. I'm not that guy. Like you don't see me show up. You're not that guy. No. Like <laughs> what? Nick, <laughs> no. We'll speak about that off air. Okay. That was kind of funny though. It's funny how that ties in, doesn't it? <laughs> All right. Well, we're just. Uh, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll fucking say it. Before you got here, I was like, I didn't realize you were coming. Yeah. I mean, it was like, oh, he, Kendall's on his way. He's just picking up food. I'm like, oh, okay. He's like, but he's been texting. I'm like, oh, awesome, awesome. Like, I'm like, the bar for you was set so low. I'm like, as long as he's up and as long as he's being kind of responsive in, in his texts, okay. we're good. Like, like he's gonna, we, we know he's gonna be a few minutes late of when he said he was gonna be here. But like, right. as long as he's got those two check marks, we're good. But it was just like. And it was like, yeah, so that's setting the bar pretty, uh, pretty low, huh? No, no, no. Like, high key, this is, this is what I mean by I'm not. If you were running a hundred meter, if you were running the hundred yard dash, hundred meter, hundred ten meter, the, the, the hurdles would probably be at your ankles. No. <laughs> that's it for you. If you guys are like healthy, strong, living individuals, I'm like that guy in the corner you poke with a stick every so often to <laughs> see if you're alive. You know, like, you know, like One Piece, how like everybody's like, yeah, my bounty's like 30 billion or like. 45 million, I'm Chopper. Like, <laughs> you are. Like, a no, solid 50. No, you know who you are? Name. You're Buggy. <laughs> I'm, you're Buggy. I'm, but buggy. You're fucking Buggy. I would be Buggy. That's you. But, like, how do I become a warlord? <laughs> but that's the thing. That's, I'm, that I'm is you. Through no, that is you. You would make it happen, but, like, do you have, do you deserve that title? No. It's arguable. But... I, it would be, no, you're right, because I'd totally show up somewhere and be like, I'm here to do this one thing, and then somebody goes, Hey, we need some help over here. And I'm like, is that where I'm supposed to be going? <laughs> so I show up and then they're all like, perfect. So well, you're the administrative something. Oh, you're like King from uh, One Punch Man where you just happen to show up with a fight every single time. Everyone yeah. just thinks that you killed it. No. Oh, he killed it. You're just like, I didn't do dick. <laughs> no, like, hi, Keith. So check it out. This is actually, this reminds me of the story. So my dad's like, talk to this guy, get an internship. So I talked to the guy. The guy's like, we're not giving you an internship. And I was like, <laughs> fair? No, that was bad. Talk to the guy, no. <laughs> well, it's because it's I messed up. They they pulled some bullshit, and I was like, uh, okay. So they so they were like, you have we're going to have a meeting on Friday to discuss internship ideas with you and, you know, get you comfortable with, like, what jobs you'd be working. I was like, dope. I'm there. Give me a time. I'll be there. Friday comes around. I'm texting him. Hey, uh, we having this meeting or what? Nothing dead silence i was like okay so they gave up on me moving on sunday hits i gotta pick up my roommate from the airport in like an hour <laughs> they're like yo hop on in the meeting real quick <laughs> so i was like okay hop on in the meeting for an hour the guy's playing lands he's sitting outside the airport and i'm just like still in his meeting i'll come get you they talk for another half an hour they haven't even started talking about internship they're talking about their own personal work bullshit so i was like listen i gotta go <laughs> Like this was cool and everything, but like I gotta I gotta do this thing. And so they were like, 
I guess you don't want the job that bad. Yeah. I was like, okay, fuck you too. And then the dude calls me up last week and goes, yo, you want to do me some favors? <laughs> I was like, I was like, what are these favors? He goes, so there's this guy. He created basically the ASIC programming world. And he doesn't know how to, but he doesn't know how to software design worth a damn. So he's like, I need you to help him with his website. And I was like, mm. <laughs> so now I'm in this whole, are you doing it? No, I'm not going to do it. The guy was going to pay me $500. That ain't shit. <laughs> my, Cause I talked to my dad about it. So the thing is this project for me, where I'm at now, I have the refresh on Python, refresh on HTML, refresh on backend, get the surfer information, get all the information and to have all the access I need to and actually get stuff done with this. That's like a month. That's like a project that's going to take at least a month, mm -hmm. if not three weeks to two weeks. Right. So that's all that time while I'm in school for $500. My dad was like, I'll just give you $500. You need to do all that. And then the other thing is the guy, um, the guy has this, he's a weird guy. He has, he's taking care of his dude he used to be roommates with. And uh, that guy has a nurse and that nurse has a son and they just lost their father. Uh, so the, the dude and the, the guy's mother, they lost the father. So they were like, so he, is a mechanical engineer and we're going to give him your internship, but he doesn't know Python. <laughs> so we need you to use your student email to get him a, uh, a student subscription to MATLAB. No, no, that's not happening. Right. So I was just like, uh, I can't do that because you need one, you need a course to, in order to get that student subscription or you need to pay, right? Like I'm not just going to use my student email and basically be like, yeah, I'm a student. Give me MATLAB. No, that's not how it works. You need a course. So, sussy. that's super sus. Right. The guy is super sus. So that's why I was just like, I get it. Because I'm that dude that just shows up. And then all of a sudden, this big thing surrounding me is like whirling around. I'm just like, how did I get here? And I asked myself, how, <laughs> how did, did I, I get, get here? here? And it takes no time. <laughs> Talk about the sort of machine. <laughs> yeah. But so this is what I'm pitching. Yeah, so go you're, back to your pitch. So you are, right? So you're living in a world post-apocalyptic. But they have structure now. You work as a basic police officer, but you're top branch police officer right now. You're investigating in this town because there's a dude here that was running their entire back end. So basically hospitals, schools, buildings in general. They had one dude take care of all that technological wise, getting energy where it needs to be. That's dangerous. Already. Right. And now he's missing. <laughs> You're in the town. You show up. Where's the first place you check? Look for this guy. We'll have to know. I have to, to really get good deduction on where to check. I need to know where he's been. I need to know who he is, and I need to know what he's about. So where do you want to go first? You want to go to where he used to work? I would. So I would check. Like first thing I would do is collect as much information on the guy as possible. Okay. So where do you go? <laughs> so, but like, okay, wait. So this is a community that's been built. Right. This is this is a solid community like San Jose, imagine. So right? San Jose sized community. Naturally false. Rancho Marietta sized so, community. So very small. Very small. So like walking dead kind of community built. Walking dead kind of community built, yeah. But they have like energy and technology, but it was all relying on the back of this one guy and now he's missing. Well, if he if he's that big of a staple in this world, in this small community of a world, right? The world of a small community, like I would be asking Everybody who has any connection with him. All right. Okay. That's the first step. So then you walk up, you meet this guy. This guy is, was his manager, effectively. Not really his manager, but he's the one who connects that guy to the government. When the government says, we need power to build a new school or something like so that. So there's already government built in this small community? I say government. It's like it's like a group of like maybe five people like here. A council. Like a council that are just like, what do we have going on right now? You have councilman. I don't. I'm bad with names, so I'm gonna say Mashugana. Mashugana. <laughs> councilman Mashugana. Councilwoman Avril Lavigne. <laughs> and council. I'm gonna make it a council of three. That's too many names. <laughs> too many. Anyway, you have the councilman wow. in front of you. You're talking to the councilman. What do you want to ask? What do you want to ask? Him? What What's been his past activities? What well, has he been doing lately? Well, as far as we're concerned. He's been just doing his job. He goes home to his wife and kids every day. He enjoys his life. 
Okay, uh, like, what does it mean when he's saying he's enjoying his job? He has so much responsibility. Like, what's been his most... What's been his latest focus? Well, his latest focus is we're trying to build a new hospital down on uh, 7th Street over here. So that way we can get a lot of the inner city people immediate need whenever they need it. Right now, we've been mainly doing, you know, like medical bay stuff down by the down by the pier if they can get there in time. But now we're really trying to make sure that we get this hospital up and running. Question. Yeah. How, how long has he not? How long has it been since we've known he's been missing? So you see council, you see councilman Gruff, the guy who like is in charge of like police force and stuff like that. He's like going like, well, if we're being honest, he's been missing for three weeks. Why did it take us that long to go? Okay, let's start a search now. You, you don't understand. Uh, this man is not well known in the community. He is not, we don't, we understand the stress that we'd be putting on our people. If we go ahead and tell them, yes. Everything you depend on, the lights in your house, the microwave that we've just so graciously been given out to our, pay, our, you know, our people, that relies on one man sitting at one desk yeah, but somewhere. To, but to the poor people, why it take three weeks for us to start a search? Right? It's not a matter of getting the name out there. It's a matter of we're sitting back on this for three weeks on a guy who's carrying literally the world on his back at this point. Well, you got to understand. I don't know you. We don't. People here are very. So have you guys here. been searching? We've been searching. Why do you think we called you? You are our last resort, if we're being honest. So where have you checked? Well, we've checked everywhere. This is a small town. You can't really get very far. We checked his place of work. We checked down by the lake, the pier, all the. You know, we checked the red light district down there. That was. Yeah, that was a little fun. Okay. Serious guy. Serious guy. Kid. Okay. But we've checked everywhere. So uh, then we retraced what. Exactly was the day where you guys realized he went missing. What was his last activities? His last activities was getting us the equipment we needed down to get to start building this hospital. But after that equipment got there, uh, a few pieces went missing. And when we went to go ask uh, if he could get us more, he was gone. Does he have a workshop? Yeah, he has a workshop. His desk, like we were saying, you know, the one desk he has. <laughs> this whole thing relies on that one man. You got to understand. If you go down to his, uh, his place of work, which is is a little hidden out, because you got to remember, we're trying to keep this hidden. I can give you that information. You can get down there. And if then you need I to would go. go there. All right, you go there. You see an empty. You see one building, nothing around it, by, but a couple of trees. It looks like this used to be like an old mental ward, you know, like where they put people that they were like, listen, let them get help for now. But starting to sound like away. Shutter Island. Well. <laughs> is that the plot twist of this game? You, you, I am interested to see where this is going. Because <laughs> I know where, I know what you're, I know you're trying to investigate right now, but like you, you, you're going to have to go. All right. So that was the first scenario. Okay. So we get into the building or like get into I've, the I've building. assessed the surroundings of the building and then, then deem right. it's safe enough to go in. What do you sure investigate? You've walked What's into there? this room. Let me build a scene for you. You yeah. walked into this room. You see, you walk to the building, you see a front desk, like, you know, like a receptionist area, completely empty. It looks like they didn't even touch this building. Okay, wait, before, so like, as I'm still talking to the counselors, I need to know about who this person is. Like, okay. What's his personality like? Like, get me in his head. Get you in his head. Well, from what the council members know about this guy, right, they don't hang out with this guy. They don't really know anything so you if, gotta you wanna, if you want to learn about this guy you got to go talk to his family you got to go talk so to the, even the council people don't know about this man they know they know his background right Bef from before the collapse he how was, much history is built how much history do we have about this guy well we know his pre-collapse history he was running a startup where they were working with uh basically it was a program to help kind of create a hive mind of all technological uh all technological like you know all technology would therefore work as a hive mind so basically if one piece need is has the command to go do this but that piece isn't working right other pieces can come help because they all understand the task at hand okay so basically if somebody at the hospital somebody gets shot halfway across the city and they need to make it to the med bay the security cameras are already picking up that they got shot and they're already sending a signal to the people to like the the ambulance people to pick them up right it's they're trying to create an entirely 
you know, like, I don't know the word for it, but the entire city, at least on a technological level, is self-dependent. They don't need to go ahead and say, hello, 911, how can I help you today? Sir, your tone isn't going to help with me right now. It's a moving as fast as they can, right? This is, he was working before the collapse. He was working on technology to automate all that. Okay. So before I'd enter the building, I'd actually have to go see his family first. All right. I so, need to get into the head of this guy. So you walk down to Parkmore Avenue. You meet up with this beautiful home. You see this beautiful home. It's painted blue, right? Nice flowers in the front yard. A nice white picket fence. It's just white paint is hard to come by, you know, after the, you know, after the great collapse. So you walk in, you knock on the door. Uh, and this nice, small, frail woman opens the door. Her name is Judy Hopkins. Hey there, sweetie. How can I help you? Excuse me, miss. Real quiet over there. Real talker, huh? You're talking to the lady right now. <laughs> well, I have to be like, how old is she? She's. Is it, is it a good assumption to say she's the wife? She is the wife. This okay. is the wife. Yes. So she's. So she has the age to be the wife. That has the age to be the wife. Okay. Yeah. Then I, are you the wife of Mr. So and So? This this guy's name is called Richard Hopkins. Okay. <laughs> are you the husband of Mr. So and So? Well, I'm. I'm, I mean, we're gonna role play this shit. Are you the husband of Mr. Hopkins? You fucking. Me, why? <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, Fuck yeah. You. Wife, are you here to. Are you, do you know where he is? Have you found him yet? No, we're actually in an investigation looking for said person. And right as you say that, you see their 13 year old son. It don't matter. Come out the, come out the door. It's gonna, gonna be the reality of things. Dude, it's been three weeks. It's not hit that reality hasn't hit them until now. They're freaking out right now. They're freaking out. They're their dad. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like the gone. assumption for their heads would have to be that that he's gone missing. If it's been three weeks, they know he's missing. They asked you if you found anything about him. Well, that's what I'm saying. You said, well, you try to play. I don't know. When you said the the kid comes around the corner, that's not going to change my like no no cause, investigation though. You know what right, I mean? That's not going to change my tactics on how to go about things. That so that's what I'm trying to get at, right? I'm so. We, you're in this story right now, right? Mm -hmm. You're an investigator, right? You're in this lady's house investigating her missing husband. Yeah. You're but talking I'm to this lady. And now the boy, now their son is here in the room with you. Oh, okay. okay. That's what I'm saying. Okay, okay. Their son comes out. He's looking at you. He's confused as fuck. He's like, who is this person? Because you don't look like the police that they have in the city. You're an official. like Private eye. Private eye from the giant government that is trying to rebuild itself after the great collapse. You got to remember that that's your, that's your backstory. However you want to play that character is fine, but you gotta, you gotta realize that like in the situations that I'm building for you, you're there. So when you ask, when you want to ask the DM real question, you gotta, you gotta specify. Cause I thought you were talking to the lady. So they know that they know he's been gone for that much time. Right. When was the last time? You saw him. Like recount weeks. it. Recount the story. Recount the activity of the last time you saw him. Well, a couple weeks ago, he came in. He was really, really frazzled, if I'm being honest. He came in, and he was like, uh, what did I call this lady? Mary? Mary Hopkins? Yeah. Judy. 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 She was, he was saying, we have to leave, and that the entire system is corrupt, and even even beyond our small little town across the shores, across the world, everything everything is wrong. Everything from before the collapse is apparently going as planned. He said, like I, and and then after that, he told me he needed to pack up, and then that he said he needed everything. to grab some things from his his office, and and then we would be on our way, and then he never came back. Everything before the collapse is planned. So everything up to this point has been part of like a, a long-term global plan in his eyes. Mm -hmm. This is me talking to myself. Yep. This is how we do DNA. <laughs> what are you, are you recording on your phone? Oh. Ah. So we're only doing this, by the way, because I want to run through a little world building with him and then we're going to hop back into our normal conversations. <laughs> Okay, so 
I mean, is there any other information I can gather? Like, what was he like prior to that frivolousness? Oh, he was he was so nice. He came home every day after working those long hours. And he'd grab me and he'd say, I'm home. And then we'd sit and we'd watch the Teletube with our kid. We have this favorite show we like to watch called Gladiators Royale. It's it's really fun. Have you have you watched that show? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's amazing. Count Smash a Lot is oh beautiful. <laughs> no, I'm 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 a fan of the Tribal Ninja. The Tribal Ninja. Yeah. Oh, the Tribal Ninja. Ah, I don't know. I think he's a little too quiet for my taste. I like Count Smash a Lot. He's he's a showboater. You know what I mean? I mm-hmm. love that. With the hammers and the spikes and the whole I, I blah, the, blah, blah, blah. I let the action speak louder than words, but that's that's just me. I don't know. I think if you ever if you put Count Smash Lot and Tribal Ninja in the same room, hmm, my money's on Count Smash Lot. <laughs> All right, good. Duly noted. Duly noted. Uh, I mean, does he have any history or any like past medical history, anything like that? Not that I know if he was as healthy as a horse, and that's for fifty-six, lad. Might I tell you, post post collapse, fifty-six. Is that a horse I'd put that down? Is that jokes you sued? Okay, I'm sorry. Are you? <laughs> are you saying <laughs> you'd shoot my husband? I didn't shoot him. I'm looking for him. You're looking for him. Why? <laughs> to bring him back. Do you not want your husband back? I would love my husband back. I don't know if I want the man who's gonna put down an old horse bringing back my husband. Would you rather have horses go? <laughs> We're gonna get into the semantics right now, Miss. <laughs> as time ticks by and your husband's gone. All I'm saying is, I, you asked me how healthy he was. I told you he was healthy. You said you asked if he was an old horse you put down. I now <laughs> this might just be me being scared because my husband is missing for three weeks and and he told me a bunch of things that seemed pretty scary. But I think you're not taking this seriously. So. <laughs> I mean, in the face of danger, you kind of have to laugh sometimes, right? You see the sun come up and go, is that man going to shoot dad? <laughs> and, and you see the mom, like, comfort him and everything like that. And then, and then you hear the son say, he did, he did have uh, this weird thing. He didn't let anyone ever go into the basement, if that helps. Of the house? Yeah, of the house. Well, I definitely did not build a rapport enough to go into that basement. I can tell you that much. They'll let you, also, if, would, if you if you flash. If this bag, was serious, if this was serious, I would be fucking hundred percent professional about this shit. Yeah, if this was Obviously. if this was a real life scenario. <laughs> those jokes would not be flying. Right, but it's you. <laughs> so yeah, it's me. They kind of had to fly. Right. Yeah. Uh, I know it's you. I don't care. <laughs> kid though, the kid's pretty freaked out. Now. <laughs> <laughs> If you if you flash your badge though, right, like you could probably get into this basement. Well, let's let's revamp that. Let's let's retcon to that. Well, let's say obviously let's say I go with how I usually would go into professionalism. And eventually I would as I would for the sake of comfort, I would identify myself, obviously. Yeah, yeah. And I would say which organization I'm working for. Okay. And if that basement holds any sort of help into accessing or finding the lead to where your husband may be. And it would be in great utilization if I had access to that. All right. Just me. Just no one else. No one else. No one else right. needs to know. They, they, uh, so uh, the mom, right, or the, the wife, mm-hmm. um, hears the son mention the basement. You asked to go into the basement. She brings you to the basement. Mm-hmm. So now you're, you're opening this door. It's on morning. guard. On guard. I'm on guard. Okay. It's completely black inside this basement. Flash Staircase going down. Light switch? Light switch on the bottom. Okay. Well, I go down the stairs. And turn on the lights. Turn on the light. You see, this guy looked like he was preparing for something. He had, like, just entire racks of technology, hard drives, weapons, rations, all these things uh, just in this basement. And off in the back, you see a computer with the terminal open that says uh, password. Do, the, do they know the password? Do the, does anybody else besides the man know the password? They don't know the password. Okay. Is there anything like, is there anything that stands out in the open besides like the small description? Is there anything um, that's like, 
If I assess the room, is there a desk with like paper scattered? Or there is, there is. Uh, so where the the computer is, it's like you know, it's like one of those really messy work desks where it's like where the keyboard is and the monitor is clear, but like everything off to the side is like stacks of papers and binders and and like stuff like that. Uh, you want to go through that, and, and I can tell you what you find. Yeah. All right. So for the most part, you see a lot of binders that are like city planning right so it's like if he wanted to work from home right it'd be a struggle but he could do like a few things when like the council members call him up in the middle of the night and they're like this is going down right now we need we need this access to here he could do that um and then you do find a journal that recounts his days as uh as the you know technomancer for this whole city Mm -hmm. uh and when you read that journal you see it's a lot about how when he first came to this town he had nothing him and his family were were, they just barely made it out of the collapse especially being you know the collapse was only like five years ago so being like 51 definitely older with like a really young son uh it was a miracle that they even made it out of there and he's super grateful that he made it out of there and found this city. But then as he'd been working there, he got a little, he's, you can start to tell he's getting bitter over how they're not making like the changes. You can see like he, he made requests to the council members several times to change the system so that it's not completely dependent on him. And so that way he can have like a couple more employees there. But the council members always shot down uh, whenever he would ask that. And you don't know why he doesn't know why, but basically the council members were like, no, you don't, you don't get. What were his suggestions? His suggestions were simple. You know, like, I don't, I can't do this on my own. I need at least a team of like five to 10. Right. And it can't just be all from one computer terminal and the technology that they are asking him to implement. Right. It's not implemented everywhere. This is the technology he personally was working on for his startup before the collapse. Mm -hmm. So the technology they're asking him to implement isn't really for just building building back up a society. It's for building a society that's far beyond what everybody else is currently dealing with in terms of like life, uh, life status and uh, quality of life. So they're clearly you can tell that like clearly the council from what he says is putting the quality of life over actual rehabilitation of their society right because you see like he's he's been doing this on his own for three five years now Uh or three to four years now and they're just now building a hospital is there any other like usable information out of like the journal or or around the the room if you if you go to the, the uh the back of the journal you have a list of codes, uh, and one of them might be the password to this terminal. Um, I'm going to ask you to pick a number one through five. What do the numbers represent? Which code you're going to try out first? I'll try the most recent one. The most recent one. So you're going to try number five? Yeah. All right. You put that in. The console, on, the console unlocks, but... It's not the same console that it was before. Now you get this little like pop-up window that's just like security cameras are us. <laughs> you know, like you you type in a, a serial number for a security camera and the binder's right next to you if you wanna go ahead and check anything out. But that's all that happens. So it has access to the to the cameras? Yeah. Well then I would check any footage of seeing him go anywhere. When you check the cameras, you see you see the man, right? And so now you know what this man looks like, right? So he's this old scruffy man not a long beard just that that you know that old the jowls of an old man and mm-hmm. the gray hairs of his face and his hair is completely white um you see him turning around an alley by his workspace uh not an alley but like leaving his workspace and then going to the back of his workspace where there are no security cameras but you see him looking really frazzled he's looking around he thinks he hears something Right, and then uh, that's the most recent uh, security footage from the building. It, it looks like all the recordings that would just be like passive, like looking at trees, nothing's happening. That's all been deleted. Is there any way, like, 
If I put in a different passcode, would something else happen on the terminal? You could try. Well, obviously I'm going to. Which one? Yeah. Second one. Of four. Go four. You go to four. The count. The console doesn't do anything. Okay, three. The console doesn't do anything and it shuts down. Because <laughs> you tried, you tried three commands in there, right? But the first one worked. The first one worked. Oh, so you have one more chance. Okay. So doesn't do anything. And on I'll that come one back to it. You come back to it? Yeah, I'm not going to try and shut down the terminal by guessing one or two. All right. So unless I know for sure, I'm taking the journal with me. All right, you I'm got going the to assess what I saw at the camera. Yeah. Go to that scene. You go to that scene. You're back at the his place of work. This is your last scenario, okay? After this, you decide, you figure out if you saved the world or didn't. Uh, I'm gonna just say you go to where he works inside the building, okay? You're there, and inside the building, you see a lot of things. You see a lot of machines, like. Machines that don't look like they would be used for construction or hospital equipment. These are machines that look like they were from a secret government uh, project that was building weapons before the Great Collapse. Mm -hmm. And you see the terminal. The terminal's unlocked. Okay. All right. Well, let's go through that first. When you look, when you open the terminal, you see a bunch of files. You see the files that basically say this is how we are planning to build the hospital. Uh, you see the files that are like, this is how we keep track of our people to know where they're going. Is there, a, is there, are there any files in there that stand out? That stand out. That are out of the norm of what he's doing. Um, that what he, that what his job description is saying. You, you see this one file that looks like it would just be a generic, uh, text file. But, uh, when you look, but the reason why it stands out is because if you look on his desktop, you have all these other files that are like, these are, these go into codes that connect to technologies that go into running the whole city. But this text file is just a generic text file on his server. It doesn't, it doesn't connect to any technologies. It doesn't go anywhere. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so I'm assuming you're going to click on that. Mm -hmm. So you click on that. And then when you click on that, you see a link. And that's curious to you because you don't have internet here. <laughs> you don't have like Google or anything. You have one, so it's one link. What's the link's name? The link's name is Project Aborn. And I can't access it. You can if you click on it, but if you click on it, something might happen. Yeah. Is there anything else in the room worth noting? Well, you do notice that the sun from the before when you were over at the house, mm. followed you in and is now hiding behind one of the machines uh, in the in the room. Had I not noticed his presence before? You did not notice his presence before. Be he, he waited till you like even left the car, like made it well into the building to even attempt to get inside. Well, if I heard him, my gun would be in hand right now. Your gun is in hand right now? Yeah. Alright. Because I don't know if he's behind me, right? No, you you do know. You're you inspected the room and now you see him. Oh well hiding. that gun is not in hand. <laughs> you see him. I'm hiding. going on the assumption that right now I just hear footsteps. And it would be yeah, it'd be a draw. Nah, he you you he's hiding behind Or I would at least I would at least take off like I would have it holster ready. Alright, holster ready. What do you but say? I don't because I know it's the kid, so I don't have to do anything. So I'd question the kid. Why did you follow me? He's he's trying to help. He's I'm here to help you. I want to know where my dad is. Okay, how can you provide help? Well, what do you need me to do? I, I I was pretty close with my dad. If you need if you need any insight, has he said anything about Aborn or anything about Aborn? That sounds like the uh the friend that used to come have come over to the house. Yeah, this real, this real general-looking guy. He would always wear full black suits, and he had stars along his his neck. And he would he would always show up to the house randomly, and he would always bring nice gifts. That's what I remember. He was a really nice guy. Stars on his neck, tattoos? No, no, like gold stars on. Oh, so he's like decorated. Yeah. He's working for the government, or he's working for the military, giving rest gifts. He's being incentivized. And the text file is just a link. It's just a link. Just a link. And if you click on it, something will happen, but you don't know what. 
Is there anything else to assess in this room? Mm, no, not much else, right? You have the technologies working on. So like if you wanted to try to see if you could figure out how his, his programs worked in order to like create this like automated city, uh, you could probably take a look at that. But other than that, the really only thing that stands out to you is the link and what the guy, what the son has said about the thing. This is Jai, Project Aborn, brought tons of gifts. What was their relation like? I mean, I know that you, you said he brought gifts, was a nice guy. He seemed like he was a work friend of dad's from before the collapse. Work friend. Like, 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 was they, one of them a manager? Or like, you know what I mean? Like, in terms of hierarchy and their, in their workforce, like, based on their. He, he was never at, he was never at dad's job whenever I came to visit. He was only, he would show up at the house, he would have a couple questions for dad, and then he would leave after bringing the gifts. Gifts. What kind of gifts? You know, chocolates, a uh, bottle of wine for the for the mom for mom. Born. I click the link. Click the link. All right. When you click the link, it immediately brings you to like this encryption file, and like automatically the whole thing decrypts instantly, and you see all these files about potential attack zones and uh, how other countries around the world and even in America are rebuilding their cities and stuff like that and coordinates to where those cities are and who's in charge of them and like all this confidential information about how the world is rebuilding, which is weird because that kind of technology shouldn't be, shouldn't be able to be accessed after the Great Collapse. We're talking nuclear fallout, Great Collapse. Mm -hmm. And this man has a link, a, just a normal link in a text file that takes him to all this information about all these places all around the world. And then on the bottom, on the last little window that pops up, you have this security camera footage of a giant machine that they're building in a random bunker somewhere. Mm -hmm. that uh, looks like it's, it's, it's not like for hospitals or school or construction. This looks like it's a weapon. It's a weapon that like they're trying to, uh, to build. And then finally, right, the end of the scenario, right, you see the son walk up to you, and he puts a gun to your back. So I should have my gun ready. <laughs> I knew it! <laughs> he puts a gun to your back, and he goes, do you know where my father is or not? He's in a bunker. How much information do I know about this? In terms of like, you said I'm high in, this, in the government. Yeah. Would I know if I pre presented this information? If you presented this information Would about General Aborn, right? Mm -hmm. General Aborn is presumed to be dead in the, in the whole thing, right? Um, you wouldn't know that, but when you click on the link, it gives you all the information. It's like General Aborn is still presumed to be dead in terms of what the government knows. Um, Why the weapon? You're asking the kid? or Yeah. yeah? He goes, that's not important. I want to know, do you know where my father is? Why do you have me at gunpoint, though? Because. What's the, what's the, what's the urgency? The urgency? Do you really not understand what you're seeing here? This is... Uh, this is artillery superiority. This, what you're looking at right now is the next generation of weapons. We don't need nuclear bombs anymore. We just need this. You're pointing the gun at the wrong person. Am I? General yeah. Aborn says if I help him, I don't have to worry about my family ever getting hurt again. But you're looking for your father. Yeah. That's what I'm doing. Are you? Yeah. Are you with the guys who stole him? I don't know where... You're I'm just, trying to I'm just as lost as you are in this shit in terms of looking for your father. General Aborn told me you were showing up today. And then when you did show up, you got all these questions about my father. A government, a government official from the main city has not been here in five years since our construction. And now all of a sudden you're over here because the council members asked you to be here. 
you're seeing this whole thought, you're seeing this whole plot like thicken up because you're right, because he's right. You, no one from the main city's ever been here. They don't, they don't care about this city. Now all of a sudden, you're showing up. I'm not here to turn in your father, or if that's what you're you're jumping to conclusions on. My task that I was given when I stepped into this godforsaken city. I'm just kidding. I don't know how good this city is. But my task was to find him. That's all I'm trying to do. I was not given any other direction besides that. And then to end this thing, right? The dad now, right? You see a final window pop up on the window. It's a video. Uh, it's a video, like a conference call, right? Or whatever they're called. It's like a video link where you it's like a live feed sorry it's a live feed of the dad in uh in like a chamber somewhere Mm -hmm. and he goes son you don't understand put the gun down and then right as that happens you hear gunshot go off you see general aborn shoot the son the son is the son is bleeding out on the floor Right now, General Airborne looks at you and goes, it didn't need to be this way. It didn't need to be this way. He got too close to something he really shouldn't be messing with. And now you're getting just as close. So I'm going to ask you right now, you either walk away, I'll, I'll take care of this, or you, I, I have to clean up two bodies instead of one. What do you do? He's, 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 by the way, right. He's not like close to you. Like if you wanted to pull out your gun right now and take a shot, you could. He's like, okay, well, what are the, okay. I know if I ask any other questions prior, like onto this scene, it can can spark a reaction. Mm -hmm. What you know now is the son knows more than he told, than he was telling you. General Aborn is building weapons, and the father was helping him with that. Whether you know the father was willingly helping him with that or against his will, you don't know. All you know is he called. He knew you guys were in his office the whole time. He knew where you were this whole time. And he's now just only made himself known because he knew his son was going to kill you, and he didn't want his son to do that. How do you save the world in this instance? <laughs> Well, with with the father's absence gone, this city is going to shit. Yeah. Correct. Mm-hmm. So how do we plan on if if you must have thought this through enough to cover this shit up, unless you're just willing to let this city go up in flame. Who cares about this city? So yeah. So okay. So that's the presumption. General Aborn knows that if this city did disappear, he. Okay, I'm gonna let. I want you to make your decision so we can, so I can. I'll give you the whole context of what was happening here. How good am I at firing my my pistol? Since we're not, since there's no dice in front of you right now, I'm just gonna say if you choose to fire it, you will kill this guy. What if I don't want to kill him though? If you don't want to kill him, you want to take him hostage. Just want to disarm him. Uh, so. you can do that. I'll I'll say you can do that, right? But you have you have the look at this, right? You wound him. You still have a bleeding. You have you still have the son of Richard bleeding out in front of you, and uh, and then you also have General Aborn bleeding out. That you're and you have two bodies. You have to get out of this building and and patched up, or else the son's gonna die. Well, if I shot the general in the leg or arm, essentially it'd be like disarmable, disarmable. Right. Tourniquet, whatever I shot. Mm-hmm. And but if you shoot him in the leg, right, then you then you gotta carry his body out of there. I could drag him, it's not like the building's exploding. It's not, you're right. But oh, that would have been smart. I should have put a detonator in his hand. <laughs> Alright, so you shoot him in the arm or the leg? Yep. Alright, he's down. Disarm the weapon, kick it away, pull it out of the chamber, clip unloaded, and then a tourniquet or assess whatever wound he has. And just And what about the kid? I'd be going straight to Straight to, what is it? Emergency medical response on his ass. All right. As much as I could in terms of, is he is he salvageable in the terms of like salvageable? 
If you took him, can I save his life? If you took him to the med bay, you could save his life. If you if you don't, he will he will die. But that requires you loading him into the car and getting his body to the med bay. How far is the med bay? I'll say this: you can't capture both of them. So so you you could try to capture both of them, but uh. General Aborn is not injured enough to the point where if you left him alone for five minutes that he couldn't get away. I would take the general first. I'd throw him into the trunk of my car. Okay. And then I'd take the kid. I'd take him to med bay. Just get him over there. And then I'd take General Aborn back to the site. And I'd interrogate. All right. I'm going to end it here. On the way to the med bay... The sun bleeds out. He's dead. And then, and then that's the end of it. <laughs> I'm only—I was only going to run through three scenarios. I didn't want to make it a whole thing. <laughs> you did. I did make it a whole thing, but it was three scenarios. You talked to the council, you talked to the family, and then you went to the place. So that was it. And that's to know how it ends. Basically, because the son is dead, the father is just now finishing General Aborn's work. He releases a weapon. The weapon takes out any person that they believe to be a threat. And now there's this evil genius <laughs> running around with a weapon that nobody can fight against. And he's grieving over the loss of his son. I mean, what could I have done to stop that? You could have let General Aborn go and saved his son. That would have finished up the weapon. That would have given you more time to disable it. But the weapon's not even in sight. No. But what would have happened is had you saved Richard's son, Richard would have been like, no, I'm on your side now. <laughs> Richard doesn't know who you are. Richard just knows you're here to investigate. You By saving his son, you would have, he would have been like, nah, he's the one that cares about, he, you're a good person. Instead, you chose to do the logical thing. But isn't it logic within good? Is I mean, the, my, my actions wouldn't have been any much more like time consumptive then do you i guess i okay so there's a lot of things here and then we'll get into world building you're arguing with logic right now i'm I'm arguing with logic because you i didn't give you full details no because i didn't want to go that deep basically you were in the basement level of this building of this of this government building right and so you would have had to grab the kid and then grab oh i'm dumb you're in a mental hospital. You could have just been like, I'll go up and get the medical supplies. But basically, the way it was going to work is it's either you would go get the medical help the son needed first. I would have done that, yeah. And But then General but would have, Aborn would have escaped. I mean, I could find a way to make him not escape. I don't know. I could have thought this through to, like, done both. But you it's like know. the Spider-Man thing, right? Like in Spider-Man 3 where he's, like, grabbing both. Or, like, Dream Goblin has... A trolley full of people and then his girlfriend. Yeah. And he saves both. Yeah. I'd be doing the same thing. I essentially in my head. This, that's the that's the choice. It's not one or the other. It's but both. The, but the thing is the thing is I'm not as as the person telling this story, I'm not gonna give you a hundred percent of the information, right? Like who's with General Aborn? Who's hiding somewhere where you can't find him? Who's gonna help him escape if I go to help out the kid first? Right? You don't know any of that information. And I didn't want you to know that information because you got to make the choice. Did. I did make choice. You did make the choice, and you and you, you did you did the right thing for your job for releasing the bad guy. But you now you have General Aborn, so I did the right thing for. I mean, again, in my head, I could do both. Yes, thirteen-year-old boy, not the heavy. I carry him. Right. And then you could just drag General Aborn. If I needed to, yeah. Right, yeah. If he wasn't being compliant. If he wasn't, you're right, yeah. But then you don't know who's, who's here to help. Because the thing, what, what was supposed to... So, okay, wait, that uh, takes us into our episode. World building. Man, <laughs> I think this is the episode in and of itself. <laughs> because of all the fucking scenarios I'm pitching at you? Yeah, this was just a scenario episode at this point. It was a scenario episode at this point. You did really well. You did, you did, my, I wasn't, I wasn't ready for how much thinking you were genuinely going to do. It's fucking Steve. Yeah, I know it's mean? fucking. 
No, I, I know. I literally put Steve. myself into the role. Right. I was like, when we started this, and you kept asking, like, how many questions, like, how did he see the skull? No, no, no. <laughs> I knew he was going to. My thing was, my thing was, when he was asking those counter questions, he can't ask me. He's asking the character he's talking to. Yeah. The character he's talking to doesn't have the same information I have. So the information he had was what you, was what you were going to get. So when you asked those counter questions, I knew I was just going to answer them with either I don't know or I do know. And here's the information. And mm-hmm. that's what I did. Right. Also, by the way, none of those passwords on the journal were going to work. I <laughs> uh, gave up because I was like, if, if unless I find more information. Right. Because did the right call. It's two out of like, there's if I tried number two or number one. Right. And the terminal closed then there would always be that looming thought right. that one of them could have worked. And I just guessed wrong. And I don't need that. So if I could find more information to debunk that first, then I will. Yeah. I'm not going to play this guessing game. Right. Which I was, I was thinking, I was thinking, okay, most recent makes sense. Right. Why would you go one? You'd go five because it's the last one written down. I don't know. It was, uh, no, you did. You did. I think me personally, I loved it. <laughs> I loved it because I knew you're gonna be very like logical and critical about your thinking, but like, damn, that was nice. He caught me off guard so many times. I was like, damn, maybe I should give him all this information. <laughs> but I just I wanted to get back into uh, the head cannon thing that we were talking about. So I wasn't sure if I wanted to take the full episode. To we could do the full episode. This the next episode we could do the head cannon. Yeah, we're gonna do we're gonna do another one after this anyway, right? Yeah. Okay, so well it's over now. But I want to just talk to you about like why so you were an investigator right what why did you why were you being so critical about like what's going on and and who because like your goal was to to look for the guy but you didn't when you saw the security camera footage of the guy walking around towards the back you didn't look behind the building you just went back to the building and into the into the basement i want to know why oh i said i wanted to go to the scene of where the where he was last saw, seen at. Oh. So if he was behind the building, that's where I would have been and looked at. Oh, I thought you. But were you going, said I he went you... straight to the building, and I was like, okay, maybe there's nothing important back there. Oh no, I thought you were. I thought you were saying. I would have gone straight to the scene. The, the, the way box. my mind works is, in that scenario, if I'm an investigator and someone's gone missing for three weeks, I need as much information as I can about him. Right. I, like, I, and I, I gave I, you all the information you were gonna find. Yeah. Yeah. To the point where, like I said, I have to be in this guy's head and I have to know what he's knowing, in a sense. I have to understand how he operates. I, would, I won't be able to find this person if I have no idea what he's about. Yeah. Why is he making these decisions? What's making him make what seems like irrational decisions to his family and friends and to this council that, that relies on him? What I was trying to throw your way was uh, the mentality that his whole thing is just protecting his family. His whole thing is just like, I don't care what happens as long as my family is still here because we survive. Well, I kind of understood that because like if you're making these crazy ass projects and you're a family man, like you have to have some kind of core value there. So I understood. I knew that understanding completely. Okay. So then what were you, what what pieces of his mentality were you missing in terms of, because you weren't going to find him. Well, he cares about his family that much. And leaves without saying anything. I mean, I get that. He was I, kidnapped. <laughs> okay, so I kind of figured that too. Yeah. General General Abor right, definitely said it was frantic him. frivolousness. Yeah. So I kind of had a, I, like, an assumption that he was kidnapped. Yeah. Now. So understanding that in, in what I was pitching you, you weren't going to find him. Your end, the end of that scenario was literally going to be you were going to have to make a choice between saving his son or taking in the guy who is trying to build a weapon. And I did both. And you tried to do both. <laughs> <laughs> you tried to do both. Now, there were dice in front of us. We had a chart down here. I would have been like, roll for it. And if you would have rolled like, I don't know, I wouldn't even make it a nat 20 roll. If you would have rolled like a 15, right? I would have been like, all right, you got it. Saved his son. You postponed the the second apocalypse for this much late, later. But in, in the whole grand scheme of things, if this was going to be a whole D and D thing. It would have been like he General Aborn had like people like outside protecting him and stuff like that. But because you were like, let me try to disarm him and throw him in my trunk and then save the guy, right? I was like, okay, 
So then you're choosing to capture him over saving the guy because you're more focused on making sure Aborn doesn't get away, but you wanted to save the kid. I mean, worst case scenario, if I put myself in that, I, I like your hat, by the way. It's a cool hat. Thanks. <laughs> I have to assess this because it's it's that one life over millions of lives kind of prompt right here. Exactly. That's why I love story building. That's why I want to do the D and D thing because that's mm-hmm. what I'm trying to throw your way. No, oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it it becomes a thing of understanding the assessment, right? Because if he got shot, if the kid got shot. Yeah, I could know almost know immediately like the the criticalness of his of his condition. He was critical. He was going. He was gonna go in the. But there's like a time time stamp you could put on critical. Yeah. Critical. Oh, he's bleeding fucking a lot. Yeah. I don't think this is. I don't think I can get to the med bay fast enough. You right. could have. So if you had just been like, if you would have talked to Aborn first, right, <laughs> and been like, we need to help this kid out, then that would have led into you saving the kid. Right, and Aborn getting away. You that those were your two options in a in a in a in the scenario where yeah that I built. It's very that. linear though. Yeah. Right. Like my 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 expansion of options goes from like save a life or take or you know do my job to like I think I could do both. Yeah. Or like I can go. I can assess the situation. The kid is not going to make it. Okay, right. well, do I cut my losses or do I still put in the attempt? Right. Well, if I put in the attempt knowing he's not going to make it and now the bad guy's gone away, I've just I've just X'd out on two things. Right. I've taken a double loss right there. Right. You know, if the kid's worth saving in the sense of like he still has time on his clock, how much time do I can I utilize to do it? Right. Yeah. Oh, he's got like a good 30 minutes. He was wounded in the arm. Okay. Then I would. I would it go was, up to the general. It was a hit. It was like a shot right here. Towards the, like. Towards the hip. Like, the bullet penetrating this way or uh, like. Bullet bullet coming from the back and then it's lodged and is where the kidneys would be. I mean, kidney. Oh, I mean, the only thing would be internal bleeding. So I, again, knowing my like, not fast, because not that fast, but knowing my knowledge on EMT, I would treat it immediately. But at the same time, this guy has a gun to me. So there's no, like, I don't know. He just said the kid got too close. I don't think he'd be wanting the kid alive was my, already, it was already my thought. You know so, what I mean? You know, so, so the thing was this, right? Uh, full storyline, this is what's happening. So the, the giant council, the giant, so this city, right, that, that's super technologically advanced because of this guy was just a test city. So, and, and um, I want to say this, right? We, I'll give you another shot because I want to do an episode where I get Cassie and Charles here and Vanille will be here, obviously. And we could do a quick D&D thing like that. But, and I'll have everything ready for it. And then you'll have another shot and you can definitely save the world then. But basically the whole story is you have this giant government council that arose after the collapse of the United States during the Great Collapse. Uh, and that... And then General Aborn, who is presumed to be dead, actually isn't dead. The council member uh, that takes care of defense in the Grand Council, uh, that's like in like where uh, the what's the, the White House used to be. Uh, they were using this city to test that guy's tech uh, automation technology to see if they could use it to basically advance their uh, society up before their enemies could advance their society up and then just gain a uh, superior uh, weapon superiority and then just go all out like they controlled. The reason why the guy shot the son before he shot you was because they needed you to find all that and then bring it to the council so you could put a voice on it. And then that way people would be questioning who are our enemies? Why do we need these weapons? get the people riled up. And then when they do finally release that weapon, there's a support for it. And it's up to you Question. to take it down. Do I know that the, do I know that the person who shot the kid was the general? Yes, you do know it was General Aborn. Because when you clicked on that link that said Aborn, a file about him being deceased popped up and it had his face. Would I kill him? 
Had I killed him, saved the son, what would be the result of that? Had you killed him, saved the son, the father would have given you the location of where he is to come get him and that so he could be with his family again. And then you would have had where the weapon is, what's going on, and you would have had the information before it had been leaked. So you could have you would have had executive decision on whether or not to destroy the weapon or let it go. But that that would have only been Steve. Steve, look at me right now. Okay. That would have only been had there been a fourth scenario. But they're only going to be three. Okay. Interesting, right? I feel like I did a pretty good job with that. Not really, but like, because <laughs> I just there were a ton of information we needed. A lot of potholes. A lot of potholes. But for something I just came up with on the fly to see how you would react, I feel like pretty soft. Sean, you want to go with me? You know what I'm What's that? You want to try to? You want to try to do the same thing? I don't know if I can create a story like that. How long have you had that story? Thought of it as I walked in. Really? Yep. So that was just a random story you created? Just a random one. Hmm. Characters and all. Yep. Hmm. <laughs> That's why there were so many plot holes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There was a lot of more information I would rather have like taken out of it. There's a lot of things I would have liked to know. To have known. But that would require what? How we'll long? have to do it another episode. I'll have to think of one. Yeah, no, when we do it another episode, I'll bring like, uh, I'll bring charts, you know, like grids, <laughs> and then you can move. Mine will be less plot holy. Yeah. For you. Thank you. Be, yeah. <laughs> but I'll, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to put in the same amount of thinking <laughs> you put in. I'm going to be like, I'll be like, I'm going to murk, I'm going to murk that A-born fuck. <laughs> and then I'm going to put a belt around this kid's waist. <laughs> Yeah, I would have been like, ah, sucks. Suck. Game's over. Right. <laughs> Game's over. World ended. You didn't even make it to scenario two. <laughs> High key. You could, I mean, that you could have just been like, you could have just shown up, guns blazing to the council. <sighs> Fuck it, where's it? Okay, Rick. Calm where's down. Richard? <laughs> Rick and Morty. That's some Rick and Morty shit. That's what I, that was, isn't Rick and Morty like the epitome of world building? Yeah, but that's the thing too. It's like, we don't know if it's, it, We'll have to we'll have to put like a kind of an end to it on this. Well, like bring it to Rick and Morty, right? You know, Rick in in one of the seasons he destroys the the Council of Rick, but we don't know why. Right. And all, all he says is I'm I'm the Rickest Rick. Yeah. Right. That's so he can do whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah. And he did. Yeah. So like, but at the same time, like we don't know in the backstory that like he meant to do that on purpose or if he didn't. Well, we did learn. Remember, he we actually built. Yeah, we do now. Well, that's, Beyond that's, season three. I uh, think season, season three is enough to drop. I think I can spoil season three and not people have people get upset about it. Yeah, but like season three came out like what? Two, three years ago? That's what I'm saying. Like I can drop season three spoilers and it not be considered a spoiler anymore. But if I drop talk about season four and five, that's like. Everybody see. Oh, is season five out? Yeah. I only, I finished Rickumai, Rickumai. Rickumai Jack. Yeah, Rickumai Jack. Is that? Well, season... That's the one with the crows where evil more... Yeah, that's case. season five. That's season five? Season four ends with the with the Star Wars theme. I don't remember that. But, I need to watch that. Yeah. We'll talk about it off air in just a second. We'll talk about it later. Because we don't like spoilers in this house. <laughs> so I guess next episode we'll, we'll go back into headcanons and we'll, actually talk about we'll, headcanons. We'll, yeah, mm-hmm. we'll go back into what we what I just did and why it was what it was. So you guys can kind of get a better understanding of what's going on. <laughs> but on that note, I hope you liked our little storytelling there and our little scenario gameplay. And what decisions would you have made? I wonder. Me? I'm just or them. Every week. I know what decisions you would make. Yeah. You, you know just told you? me your end game. My end game. Yeah, no, I would have. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, he got me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he got. How me. you got there? I don't know. It's you stumble upon that. I would have gone straight to the to this place of work and been like, fuck's going on here? <laughs> Knowing my ass, I would have been like, is there a secret compartment somewhere? Like, is there a hidden lair in this building that I just don't know about? And go in there and then probably get captured. <laughs> we were just talking about this. Uh, how, like, how your girlfriend, your fiance, fiance, is the person who would, like, look for Easter eggs. That's literally you. She is playing you right now. Yeah. Like, it, or you are the character she's playing in a video game right now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Instead of like trying to assess things, you're just gonna go. Oh, it's, this wall's pretty. 
Well, this okay. Pretty I, flimsy, I, isn't it? I'm sort of like that, but like when I have a clear goal in mind, I will I'll be like, I don't give a fuck about anything else. I'll just go straight to the source <laughs> and see what I can find. But on that note, it's your boy Waffles. And your boy Maui. And this is Couch, Couch Surfing, Surfing Storytime. Peace. Peace.